This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. And welcome. Welcome to Dog Talk, everyone. I am Dave McMahon. I am the host of the Dog Talk radio show. I am the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And I am happy you are here with me tonight. We will go up till 8 p.m. and then we take off at 8 p.m. All of the shows are podcasted, archived, and you can listen to the past episodes of the dog talk radio show on the radio station website which is www.610cktb.com that's 610cktb.com if you ever have a question for me you can always ask me you could text me at 61010 you could call me at 1877 6102582 you could call me on our local phone number which is 905 905- Six eight eight two five eight two nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. That's right. You can ring my bell. There you go. Right, you can call me if you have a question about your dog or a comment or something to get off your chest. Do your dogs go nuts at the doorbell, uh, Dave, or do you have that uh, wrapped up and under control? No, I do have it wrapped up. They they do uh, identify with the fact that there is someone at the door, so they alert me to the door with a woof woof, and once I say quiet. With a firm tone, that means zip it. And I give them positive reinforcement, praise them, and uh, and that's it. So it's important to teach them the quiet command so that when you want them to quit barking because you can see who's at the door, kind of like today when I had some uh, uh, delivery from uh, Amazon, I had some, some bright uh, yellow running shoes delivered. Got to stay bright and colorful and positive and sunshiny for summer. Got to make sure people can see me when I'm out walking at night. Yeah, so the dogs told me somebody's here, and I said, all right, thank you very much. Good boy, good girl. Uh, or actually, the two girls. Good girl, good girl. And then I said, quiet. And then I told them, sit, and then I praised them. So The uh, the same thing works in, with me in my house, uh, Dave, but uh, we don't have a dog. So uh, What do you do? You tell, the, <laughs> you tell the, the cat quiet? What do you do? No, no, they the yell hamster? at me, quiet. They tell you quiet. quiet. And then they give me a treat and then I sit there. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's good to know they have you trained. Uh, I wanted to talk about walking the dog. When you're out walking the dog, uh, do you take your phone with you? I don't. I leave my phone at the house and I get into the now. I get right into the now. I get into the moment. I walk my dog. I enjoy the time I have when I'm walking my dogs. I have uh, two dogs. I walk them separately. Hannah, Banana, Chihuahua, and Miley Moo, the Labrador Retriever. So the cell phone stays at the house so I can devote all of my attention to my dogs as I walk them individually. I spend quality one-on-one time walking each dog by themselves. All right? And I love it. And I can check my phone when I get back home. I'm not going to uh, bring my cell phone because people will be texting me, calling me. I don't want to have my special time interrupted. I mean, that's just me. So I don't know if you're like that. When you go for a walk, do you have your phone? If it rings, do you answer it? Are you going to allow external factors such as a text coming in, a phone call coming in? Are you going to allow these external factors to divert your attention from your dog? Shame on you. I hope not. Your dog deserves your attention. And not only should you be paying attention to your dog when you're walking your dog, you got to watch out for the obvious things like traffic, but you got to watch out for loose dogs too. That's right. Got to keep your eyes open. So the cell phone could stay at the house and I'll check it when I get back home. Anyway, that's enough of that. Dog groomers, can't live with them. Can't live without them. (laughs) No, dog groomers are great. Uh, I have a lot of respect for, for these great dog groomers that we have in our Niagara region. Uh, 
Uh, do you tip your dog Grimmer? I do. I tip my dog Grimmer for sure. Uh, they got a lot of. They got to do a lot of gross things when you think about it. Really gross things, like uh, if you ask the dog Grimmer to check your dog's anal glands, they will have to check the dog's anal glands. You know, some will put a glove on, some will just go, uh, you know, bare back, bare hands, no gloves. And they have to gently apply pressure around the rectum to relieve the pressure and, and drain the dog's anal glands. Yeah, stinky job. Now, I know you're thinking, well, hey, you're paying them to do it, but come on, tip your groomer, right? They don't make a million bucks a year. Speaking of dog groomers, we're going to chat with Jackie. From Jackie's VIP dog and cat grooming right here in the Garden City of St. Catharines, Ontario. Jackie, welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm doing really good. Did you hear me go on my tangent about pay attention to your dog when you're walking your dog, leave your freaking cell phone at the house? 100% I did. Yeah. It's hard, though, eh? It's hard to do. It is hard. Now, when I walk my dogs, I keep my phone with me in case of emergency. Yes, yeah, but I know. It yeah. stays in a pocket or whatever I have, and it doesn't come out unless I have an emergency. But you're not Luckily, picking I've it. Up, you're not picking it up every five seconds like a crack pipe. No, it's in my pocket, and that's where it stays unless I absolutely need it. And sometimes you even may want to take a picture of your dog. I think. Oh, hundred percent. I got more pictures of my dog <laughs> on my phone than anything else ever. <laughs> <laughs> These are your fur babies, Jackie. They sure are. All four of them. Listen for uh, for the listeners. I was going to say viewers. <laughs> For the listeners who do not know who you are, can you please tell our listeners uh, how long you have been in business uh, operating your Jackie's VIP dog and cat grooming in the city of St. Catharines? Um, I opened my business, actually, it'll be five years ago um, today. Today is my happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Can we give a big round of applause to Jackie, everyone? Put your paws together. Let's do it. I had to think about that for a second. Congratulations to you for pursuing uh, a career that you enjoy. Now, you've been grooming dogs for much longer than you have been in business, correct? Yes, yes. I'm actually in my 20th year of grooming. You don't even look 25. You must have started at five years old. See, and this is why I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Filled filled with honest compliments, I am. (laughs) Keep them coming. Flattery will get you everywhere. (laughs) Tell the listeners about your dogs. My dogs, I have four standard poodles. Um, They're all a little crazy. I have um, Oatmeal, who is a puppy mill rescue. Um, Got her when she was just a year old. She was... um, terrified of people, terrified of the world. She lived her life in a cage. So um, she's come a long way now. She's Mrs. Social Butterfly, doesn't have a fear of anything. She's crazy. She's, uh, if anybody's ever known me or been in my salon before or seen my dogs, um, oatmeal is my pink poodle. Um, well, not right now, actually, because I haven't had a chance to dye her yet. But um, she is my pink girl. And then we have Dutch, who I call my beast of a poodle. He's a silver standard. Um, he's, uh, very large. He's actually 80 pounds, which is, uh, 30 pounds heavier than what a breed standard should be for these guys. Um, and then we have, uh, Winnie who was rehomed to me by a dear friend and client of mine, uh, when she was a year old due to unfortunate circumstances that her family was going through at the time. So we have Miss Winnie, she's an apricot. And then we have Kevin, who is a silver phantom poodle, who he's just absolutely adorable and full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> and you also deserve a round of applause because you're an amazing dog owner. You love your dogs. You give your dogs the best. You take great care of them. And uh, your dogs are very good advertisements for your grooming business. In fact, uh, some of your dogs are dyed a different color, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, oatmeal is typically pink. Um, actually, we've every year I would take them to the uh, grape and wine parade. And we'd kind of just go ahead of the parade and walk around through the crowds and stuff. And so every year we've been in the newspaper for it and on the uh, Kojiko um, live action feed for the parade. So, yeah, they're pretty well known. They're they're more famous than I am. How did the COVID-19 affect your dog grooming business, Jackie? It destroyed it. Like like every other groomer, you know, we were put on hold. And it's, it's the hardest thing for groomers um, 
because we have we're, we're so passionate about the animals and the welfare of the animals and the well-being of them and to have to sit back and let some of these dogs quite literally suffering with not being able to come in and get their hair cut and their nails cleaned and their ears done and you know and having to tell people no when they're begging you to please you know can you do something and we're not allowed so it was uh it was awful for a couple months there not being able to help these guys yeah so you were yeah. thrilled when you got the green light to reopen absolutely it was a little bit terrifying to be honest because of how many phone calls and messages i was getting right all of within 2 minutes of the announcement that we were allowed to open i had uh, seven missed phone calls and six text messages come in just like that boom yeah yeah, within two minutes of the announcement. So it was very overwhelming. I'm still trying to get caught back up from uh, voicemails from last week still and text messages. And, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. So I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie, but that's okay. It's worth it. Now, uh, have you got an employee that's working with you? I do not, no. I, uh, I'm working alone, and uh, I, I downsized my salon about a year and a half ago. And, uh, yeah, so I quite enjoy actually working alone. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, your grooming is by appointment only, uh, as yes. it is with most groomers. Yes. Yeah. I have to do by appointment only because, you know, some days I could have, say, nobody show up. And then other days I could have 10 people show up all at the same time and say, groom my dog. So it's just not physically possible to be able to do something like that. So, yeah, we, we definitely do by appointment only. Um, I book according to what kinds of breeds of dogs I have in that day. You know, some breeds are a lot more work than others. Um, for example, today I had a uh, almost 200-pound Newfoundland here today who uh, took me five hours to groom. <laughs> Just him. Yeah. And it's a funny situation, actually. Uh, the poor guy, because um, I, I work from home now. My salon is uh, located in my, in my basement. Uh, the poor guy tore his, both his ACLs last year. So being a 200-pound dog, that's not a good thing. So he can't do my stairs anymore. So I quite physically brought my salon outside and groomed him on the patio today. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually. Well, you're yeah. very adaptable, and you've got a lot of compassion for the animals. Oh, 100%, yeah. 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 Now, did you have to, uh, we talked about some of the gross things dog groomers have to do, such mm-hmm. as expressing the anal glands, but you have mm-hmm. probably become desensitized to expressing dogs' anal glands, or not. Are you, is, it, is it still a gross thing for you? Or it's, I mean, You know what, nah, no, and it's not really gross. I'm pretty desensitized. Once in a blue moon, you'll get an extra smelly dog, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I'm hovering over a bathtub so I can quickly wash my hands and have a little bit of a gag and a throw up if I need to, and we just... Move on from it. <laughs> you know, Jackie, real quick story. I never forget the time. It was many, many moons ago. But my wife, Debbie, and I were at a, uh, a dog obedience trial uh, up in Toronto. And a dog had expressed his anal glands. Like just, you know, a dog had defecated and then the glands had expressed. Mm-hmm. And it was such a gross smell once <laughs> these anal glands uh were uh, self-expressed by the dog uh, himself that my wife went over to the garbage can and puked into the garbage can. I believe that. She's like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. (laughs) What is that? I said, that's a dog's anal glands there, Deb. Yeah, it smells kind of like a mixture of dead fish and poop. (laughs) (laughs) I hope some of your customers tip you. Yes, they do. You know, I, I I cannot complain about my clients. They are absolutely fantastic bunch of people that I have that I work and deal with every single day. Um, you know, some people, some people can't afford to tip and you know what? It's, that's fine. It's a gratuity, right? But they show their appreciation in other ways. So yeah, it's I, tipping to me is if you can, great. If you can't, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You absolutely. don't, you don't judge the, the, the people. Never, never. You know what? I, I, these people are bringing their dogs in on a regular basis, getting groomed. That's what makes me happy. Now, do you have any breed prejudiced? Is there any breed of dog that you won't groom? Nope. I have never turned away a dog just because of their breed. Um, in fact, mo- most people, you know, they're very uneducated about pit bulls and they think they're, you know, very aggressive and whatever, right? So um, actually all the pit bulls that I groom are probably some of the best behaved dogs I have that come in here. Yeah. So Good. yeah, in my 20 years, I've only ever sent home um, or sent two dogs home and said, unfortunately you can't bring them back. And that was due to just severe aggression. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get clients that contact you that just want the toenails done. 
Oh, yep, all the time. And it's usually, you know, dogs that have shorter hair and, you know, owners are able to, to wash them at home quite easily. They're kind of wash-and-go dogs, but the nails grow too long. And that's not something that inexperienced people should be doing without knowing exactly what they're doing because yeah. it can be dangerous for them, yeah. right? So, yeah. yeah, they give me a call and we get them in. That's pretty quick in-and-out thing and off we go. Jackie, when it comes to doing toenails, do you prefer the the nail trimmers, the plier style nail trimmers, or do you prefer to use the Dremel tool on the dog's toenails? I actually use both. Um, I find some dogs deal better with one or the other. Um, some owners just prefer to have them cut and Dremel just because they, you know, sometimes the nails can still be scratchy and sharp, right? So this kind of just files it down for them. So yes. yeah, I do. I do both every day. Now, when you had your grooming shop in the strip mall, uh, which would have been down by uh, the Mandarin. Yes, right, right across the street. Carlton Street, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, once upon a time when you were there, uh, you would take a dog that had been sprayed by a skunk and, mm-hmm. and you would de-skunk the dog mm-hmm. with a special shampoo. Are you offering any de-skunking? Uh, my guess would be no, now that you have moved the salon into your home. So funny story. Um, <laughs> I actually, when I moved this lawn home, I said, no, I'm not doing it, not doing it. Um, only because my other half really has a sensitivity to the skunk smell. Uh, but I, my salon is very separate from my living area. So a couple of times I have actually brought dogs in here that are skunked only because an People think I'm crazy for this. I actually kind of like the smell of skunk. (laughs) People think I'm nuts. (laughs) I don't think you're nuts. I know you're nuts. (laughs) I've done that, managed to air everything out with opening the windows and got it all, and he didn't even notice that it had happened when he got home from work. So, fingers crossed. Now, Jackie, (laughs) can you differentiate between the smell of a skunk weed, like a skunk? marijuana kind of scent and the actual skunk it runs a close I can't sometimes I find it runs a close race well it does run a close race but I do I can definitely differentiate between the two of them um and only because and again you're going to think I'm weird I can't stand the smell of skunk weed but I don't mind the smell of skunk you don't mind what what is it about the smell of skunk that you find appealing? Like does it does it excite just, you or No, it just uh I don't know. It's just like you know, I go it's like It's I, a bizarre honestly, fetish, you know that. It is a it's not a fetish, it's just a I don't mind. <laughs> it's a it's a I don't mind that smell. I'm like, Oh skunk's here, you know. <laughs> Give another couple sniffs before we go in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, I love it. Jackie, how can people reach you to book an appointment for you to groom their dog? Uh, The best way is to uh, give me a call. Um, You can call me at 905-329-8076. You can email me at JackieKivenhoven at Kojiko.ca. You can find my email and phone number both on my Facebook page, uh, Jackie VIP Grooming, or you can send me a text message through 905 329-8076. Thanks for joining us on Dog Talk, and I'm very happy to hear that you are back in business. Me too. Thanks a lot for having me tonight, Dave. Always a pleasure to talk to you on Dog Talk. Take care, Jackie. Good night. Good night now. Check her out on Facebook, Jackie's VIP Dog and Cat Grooming. Yes, she will wash your pussy cat, and she will brush your pussy cat and shampoo it and condition your pussy cat and uh, take good care of your dog and cat i highly recommend jackie's vip dog and cat grooming right here in the garden city of st Catharines. we're going to take a short break right now on the dog talk radio show and when we return we're going to discover uh all about the essential oils that are benefiting dogs. There, there are uh, a top five essential oils for dogs that are extremely good for them. And Dr. Kelly Mark, who is a doctor, veterinary of medicine. Uh, Dr. Kelly Mark is going to join us right after we hear these messages.
do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at Niagara Falls Animal Hospital.com. As a community, we can and will get through the crisis in the world today. Total Pro Pools thanks frontline workers. Without you, we'd be nowhere. If you're trying to get your mind off the current situation just for a moment, and if you're looking forward to summer, contact Total Pro Pools today. They'll help design and plan your new in-ground pool, schedule a pool opening, or help update your existing pool. Trust a Total Pro. Proudly serving Niagara. Visit TotalProPools.ca and stay safe. Why do so many local pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable and offer financing to qualifying clients. We're still open, offering curbside pickup and routine visits. Maine West Animal Hospital at MainWestVet.com, Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital at NiagaraFallsAnimalHospital.com. Now is the perfect time to bring a little sweetness into your home with help from White Meadows Farms Canadian Maple Syrup, the perfect white sugar substitute for your next baking project. Hi, it's Richard, encouraging you to get creative in your kitchen with the whole family. See the White Meadows online store for all our maple-infused products. Order today by phone or at whitemeadowsfarms.com with curbside pickup and delivery available. White Meadows Farm on Effingham Street in Pelham. Everything Canadian maple. Support local. The staff at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy and recommends that everyone stay home and self-isolate. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. Please call ahead to check their current days and times of operation. Together, we'll get through this tough time. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Call 905-735-PETS. That's 905-735-7387. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk. Sure glad you could be here with us tonight. We're always uh, broadcasting live to air every Monday night, 7.05 p.m. till 8 p.m. And I do want to acknowledge our sponsors. A big round of applause to our Dog Talk Radio Show sponsors for sure. Yes, indeed. Uh, Thank you to Pet Food Outlet, uh, located in Welland, and the Maine West Animal Hospital, located in Welland, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, located in the Garden City of St. Catharines, and Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital, located in Niagara Falls, Uh, Those are the four sponsors of the Dog Talk radio show. Also want to thank you, the listener, for spreading the word and telling your friends all about the Dog Talk show. We really appreciate it. Our listenership is growing in leaps and bounds, so we're really happy about that. Um, One of the things I want to talk to you about is a little shameless promotion on my end. That's right. Here we go. A little shameless promotion. Uh, If your dog needs training or if you need training, more like it, (laughs) I do offer the private instruction in dog obedience training and behavior modification. I also have group obedience classes uh, and behavior modification at my dog training facility in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. All of my contact information is on my website. The website for the Dave McMahon Dog Academy is simply www.davemcmahon.ca, davemcmahon.ca, and the Facebook business page is Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy, and then we have the Dog Talk Radio Show Facebook page with Dave McMahon, Dog Talk Radio Show with Dave McMahon Facebook page as well, so you can stay connected to us, and uh, and you can find out who we're going to have as a guest on the on the radio show. That's always fun. 
Well, uh, there's no doubt about it. You've heard of essential oils. Some of you use essential oils for yourself. Some of you use them for your dogs and your cats. Some of you have read about essential oils, but you never did take the plunge. You never got involved in taking them yourself or giving them to your animals. But in a moment, Dr. Kelly Mark, who is a DVM, Doctor of Veterinary of Medicine, who graduated from the University of Guelph, Ontario Vet College, she's going to educate us on the safe and effective use of essential oils for dogs. So we need to learn this because this is going to help our dog's health. And we need to keep our dogs happy and healthy. And to tell us more about uh, essential oils for dogs and how to give them safely and effectively, Dr. Kelly Mark, welcome to Dog Talk. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I've got a cat on my lap and, you know. So life is good. Life is good when you have a cat on your lap, for sure it is. It's hard to sit anywhere without a cat on my lap. <laughs> now, uh, do you are you are you in a house filled with cats, or do you have dogs as well? No, I actually have two cats. Um, I don't own a dog. Um, I've always been a bit of a gypsy, actually, so I guess cats were always more amenable to my lifestyle yeah well you know i mean cats you don't really own a cat anyway i mean you know the truth uh kelly that cats own us and cats have their own staff oh yes absolutely (laughs) you know i think uh, i'm just a piece of furniture for cats honestly somebody said you can't train a cat and i says well i don't know about that i was at a university of guelph seminar through paba professional animal behavior associates back in the 1990s at doctor and um sorry uh, karen pryor uh, marine yep. biologist and behaviorist, uh, she yep. showed us a, a video on the big screen uh, at this behavior conference I was at where she had trained this cat to do an entire uh, agility course with oh, a yeah. target stick and clicker. So for those that think that cats are not very smart, think again. Cats are very smart and you can train a cat. Yes. Yeah. Right, right well, Kelly. You see it with the big cats, right? They do it with the big cats, so that's right. You can do it with the little ones too. You sure can. So I guess it's fair to say that you, uh, as I mentioned previously, you've graduated the University of Guelph. Uh, yes. Now, did I read that you graduated twice? Well, yes, I, I did a bachelor of arts at the University of Guelph first uh, in psychology and sociology, and then apparently I hadn't had enough, so uh, I went back <laughs> as a mature student. Uh, into the veterinary course and graduated that in 99. Yeah. yeah. And so so you're a doctor of veterinary of medicine? I am, yeah. And I, uh, I don't actually practice regular vet medicine anymore. I just literally uh, work with uh, people with uh, their pets and their people. I don't discriminate whether you have two legs or four. It's all good. Um, but with the essential oil. So I'm I'm mostly in a kind of a teaching capacity now do some consultations with the oils specifically, um, but don't actually practice since my car accident. So that's actually how I got into essential oils. Well, how did the car accident affect your your life? Well, I'll tell you, when you go back to school on your own dime, <laughs> as a mature student, you aren't factoring a car accident into your future. No. So... Um, I guess it's almost, yeah, it was about seven years ago now. I just, I I had a car accident. Um, It just happened to do enough damage to my neck um, and subsequently my arms that I couldn't do my regular job anymore. Right, as far as uh, like the tactile uh, maneuvering the animals and maybe picking them up and things like well, this? Well, even, even, so I had, I have actually neuropathies in my arms. So I have tingling and numbness in my arms at all times. And the more I do, the worse that gets. So, yeah. you know, manual dexterity is very important as a veterinarian, of course. Certainly. Um, there's a lot of, you know, finicky stuff that we do in terms of surgery, in terms of procedures and things like that and even restraining animals and all that different stuff um you know i just couldn't do it anymore now this this accident has not stopped you from being able to consult 
with so many people and also write because I know you, you've you uh, written uh, various articles. The one I'm looking at is Canadian Dogs Annual. Uh, it's, it was yeah. the 2019. I'm not sure if you wrote an article for 2020. No, 2019 was the, the article that I wrote for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my first um, stepping out into the world. <laughs> Of the written, the written word. Yeah, what a great article! That's what prompted me to get a hold of you. Essential oils, uh, and your dog, and uh, would, I'm really looking forward to, to having you educate our listeners about uh, essential oils. And I know uh, one of the uh, the highlighted parts in the article is the uh, top five essential oils for dogs. Yeah, uh, are you and able? Trust me. To, are, do you want to get into that now, or do you want to lead sure. the dance? How do you want to get into this, Kelly? Well, okay. I want to say a couple of things first because I have to. I have to let people know that when I'm when I'm talking about essential oils, it's it's somewhat in generalities. Um, that I'm not their veterinarian in this particular case. Um, I'm not acting as their vet. I'm literally consulting on essential oils specifically, um, and I'm not. You know, I have to say the, the the disclaimer that I'm not treating, diagnosing, or preventing or curing disease. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, essential oils came to me for myself first. Um, because of the car accident, I had a lot of pain. And so I started using, eventually started using essential oils for myself for my pain. And um, I was probably pretty much like a lot of other veterinarians out there, which just means, you know, our, our opinion of essential oils isn't necessarily as a profession very high. Yeah. Um, you know quackery and all the rest of it right i mean it's not really western medicine now is it no no and it was it was new to me in terms of credibility like i'd heard of essential oils i thought they probably had some validity but uh i you know i just didn't didn't realize at that time what they could could do and to pick five top oils is is really really difficult like i had to do it for that article um and they wouldn't particularly, I could, it had to be very generic, so I couldn't use brand names or, or blend names and things like that. Because a lot of the time with dogs, you're going you're gonna to use blends of oils and things. So I had to kind of, you know, pick around things and stuff like that. But there's definitely, there's a ton of oils that, that benefit the pets and the dogs particularly. And, and as you've mentioned in your article, essential oils uh, for your dog, uh, of course, there's different ways to administer this. I mean, there's, yeah. there's uh, you know, aroma therapy type. There's a topical, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, on the, just the one thing I always want to tell everybody and the biggest, biggest, biggest concern with essential oils for really anybody, but especially the pets, is the quality of the product. And there is a, a thing... Um, a little box, well, actually a big box in that article that talks about safety first. And the quality of the essential oil is your absolute number one priority. Like, there's so much garbage out there on the market um, because, you know, I make jokes they're going to start selling it at gas stations soon, right? It's so popular. Right. So you have to make sure that you're using a quality product. And is there a particular um, you, a particular company that you would recommend, Kelly? Yeah, I do. I recommend doTERRA. Okay, so this one is a good one? Yeah, Um, there's a number of veterinarians who, you know, use essential oils in their practice. Well, not tons, but there are some. And the the ones that I know that have written books, all we all use the same product, which is the doTERRA essential oils. Yeah, and uh, do you have a website for that? I do. Actually, the best spot for people to find out more information from me is on Facebook. Uh, just look up Canada's Oily Vet. I love that handle. That's great. Because <laughs> that's you, Kelly, Canada's, oily, Canada's vet. oily Vet. And that's what you're known as. Yes, that's my AKA. <laughs> Kelly, on that note, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have you educate our listeners yeah. on the benefits of some essential oils for their dogs. Uh, you could uh, talk about that, and, and we can really get people to, uh, to pay attention. I think this is pretty important. We'll be back with more dog talk, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Kelly Mark. She's a doctor, veterinary of medicine. She's a writer, and she is a consultant. 
uh, and she's going to be teaching us about the essential oils for dogs. Uh, Dr. Kelly Mark is a graduate of the University of Guelph, Ontario Veterinary College. We'll be back right after this. to maintaining your pet's quality of life and Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is open and ready to provide all of their pain relieving treatments to new and returning patients. They're also happy to announce the reopening of their pool and gym for rehab patients. If your pet is struggling to get around or seems painful, please contact Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, your quality of life care team. Call 289-362-5900 or canineconditioningcenter.ca. The staff at Pet Food Outlet wants you to stay safe and healthy and recommends that everyone stay home and self-isolate. But if you do need pet food, Pet Food Outlet has sufficient stock to meet your needs. Please call ahead to check their current days and times of operation. Together, we'll get through this tough time. Pet Food Outlet in Welland, making pets and their people happy. Call 905-735-PETS. That's 905-735-7387. Now, more Dog Talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Have you ever thought about giving your dog essential oils or giving your cat essential oils? On the phone with us is Dr. Kelly Mark. She's a doctor of veterinary of medicine, consultant, and educates people on the essential oils for your dog. Welcome back to the show, Kelly. Thanks, Dave. Um, so where do we go from here? What, what type of oils... Uh, or if we were to ask you to list the five essential ones, I know you said that was tricky. Uh, the article or the magazine wanted you to do that. Yeah, I remember yeah. you said that. Yeah, but what I'll tell you, there's a few top ones. So once you establish that you've got the best quality product, um, then, I mean, oils that you really need to have in your arsenal are lavender oil, copaiba or copaiba, which I can talk about a little more, frankincense. Uh, I like their their uh, use for uh, essential oil blends for repellents for ticks and fleas, mosquitoes. And, yes, ticks, fleas, mosquitoes. You know, you name it. Yeah. Um, and also um, for digestive issues. So I mean, I literally oils can be used for almost anything. Um, but things, skin issues, behavior issues, oils are spectacular for which you would know something about. Yes. <laughs> um, stress, anxiety, all of that stuff, pain, skin, ears, you know, all kinds of things you can use oils for. So lavender, lavender is a pretty common oil. It's uh, a natural antihistamine, which means if your dog gets bit by a bug or gets a cut or a scratch, it's a natural antiseptic as well. Um, you can dilute that and use it topically on your dog. Um, does great, wonderful things. So I've seen dogs with faces swollen from often biting bugs. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily that they got bit, but they bit the bug. Um, and you can apply some diluted uh, lavender oil to that to that area, and it'll take the inflammation down. Good to know. See, this is good to know. Uh, I love the smell of lavender. The lavender is beautiful. We've got lavender soap at the house wash our hands with love it there you go your dogs probably like you oh yeah (laughs) they love the smell of that yes they do so that's good to take down the inflammation you were saying if the dog has uh any inflammation 
yeah, like let's say lately they get the little bug bites on their belly from lying in the grass. You know, and they get those little red welts. You can yes. dilute some some lavender oil and, and put that topically over those spots, for example. Um, you know, lavender is good for their personality too if it needs to come down a notch or two. <laughs> so you could diffuse that using a, a like a water-based oil diffuser. Yes. And you can put that into the air, and that's another one that's great for calming the redness of a personality sometimes. Yeah, takes a bit of the wind out of their sail. Yes, yes, it just gives them that chillax factor. So that's well, a nice one for that. Well, that's um, good to know because so many people are reaching for for uh, for the CBD treats uh, and other things. So it's yes. good to know that we have choices out there. What works yes. for one dog may not necessarily work for another dog. No, and that's the beauty of essential oils because a lot of the oils, um, they're natural compounds. They have many, many compounds to make up one particular oil. So there's a lot of crossover between them. So if your pet doesn't like a particular oil, you can go to another one. They have a lot of similar chemical compounds in them. But you mentioned CBD, and the oil that I love probably, well, one of my favorites is Copaiba or Copaiba. And it is a cannabinoid. So it's in the family of, of compounds like CBD oil. But this one is actually from Brazil. So it has all I the like it already. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, trust me. It's, it's a lot of people's friend. <laughs> and it's less expensive. Oh, good. And it potentiates other oils. So it, you can use it with CBD oil to let, help the CBD be more effective or to be able to use less of it. Wow. So it's, it's our natural painkiller. Um, you know, it can be used topically, aromatically, or actually even internally. But I always suggest that people work with someone if they're going to, you know, want to do things for a specific treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Frankincense is another great oil. It's awesome for the immune system, for boosting immunity. It's great. It has anti-tumor properties to it. It's got anti-seizure properties. It's um, very anti-inflammatory. So it's another excellent oil. Use it for a lot of different things, such as skin, again, skin conditions, um, different organs, you name it. Yeah. Now, is is there a guide to know how much to give if the dog owners want to explore this? Is there a particular guide or a website yeah. or a book that you would recommend? Yeah, there's a few things. So my Facebook page, Canada's Oily Vet, um, I have on there a dilution chart for pets so you can know you know how, how much you should dilute an oil for your pet. Um, I've got lists of oils to avoid on there in the notes section. People can see there's only a few in dogs that they really need to avoid. Um, And in cats, of course, there's more because cats are special. They sure are. Um, But, yeah, so there's information there. Uh, And then there are some books that are excellent. Um, One is called Spoil Your Pet, SP, and then Oil, Spoil Your Pet. I like it. And it's by another doctor, Dr. Maya Frazo. And Jan Jeremias, and and it's a very good reference book. It's it's an easy consumer type of book. Um, they do a couple of things that that I I call cowboy. They're a little more cowboy. I'm a little more conservative than them, but I like people to kind of they can look at that book for their general information. What would I use in this situation? And then they can look to what I say in terms of you know avoid this or or use this dilution or that kind of thing. So. There are some resources out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's another book. It's just coming out actually uh, by another veterinarian. And we're all oily vets of some variety, right? She's the uh, essential oil vet, Dr. Janet Rourke. And she's just written a book called Essential Oils for Pets, a guidebook. Nice. Yeah. And she's been, she was the first one that I listened to when I, when I started down this road. Um, I paid for uh, essential oil summit to listen to her. Um, specifically for the use in pets, and uh, yeah, so she's she's quite she's got quite a huge following, and she's a wealth of information, and and she's whom I've mentored behind type of thing. Um, and there's even resource books for veterinarians, 
Um, so bigger resource books like uh, The Animal Death's Reference for Essential Oils by a Dr. Melissa Shelton. And that's a 600-pager. So it's not probably for the layperson, but for those in the uh, pet industry. Yes. Yeah. Or, or people who want to know, you know, way more information. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the benefits of ginger for uh, for dogs. Well, interestingly, I just had a friend whose dog uh, has pancreatitis, which is an inflammation of the pancreas that causes a lot of, you know, belly upset and vomiting and off food and a lot of pain. Terrible, terrible, terrible. My mother passed away of uh, pancreatitis uh, cancer. Oh, yes, that's awful. Yeah, that very painful. Awful. Yes, yeah. So ginger is actually a, an excellent oil for, it's an anti-nauseant. So if the dogs are nauseous, um, it, it helps with the digestion, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, whether it's car sickness or something like a pancreatitis, ginger diluted, diffused, you can use it all these ways. And, and that's the thing, diffusion is no less effective than, than using them topically and or potentially internally. But I don't, again, generally recommend that for anybody. Um, but yeah, I, I use ginger most often in a blend of oils that are for digestion. So uh, there's a blend called Zengest that, that is beautiful for uh, dogs that have, a, a you know, farty dogs. Yeah. Boxer yeah. dogs, dogs that, that can clear a room. Yeah, yes. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great blend. Because boxers fart a lot. They do. We got a few I of them in the dog obedience the class, and they start farting up a storm. Holy cow. I know. There's Terrible. A, there's a certain certain body type, it seems, in the dog world that produces spectacular flatulence. <laughs> That's right. Uh, don't you think the nickname sounds way better, though? Fart. <laughs> I love the short form for fart. Yeah. <laughs> Funny word. I I call animals farts all the time, actually. Yeah. Do you? You a little oh, fart? Yeah. You a little yeah, fart? Yeah, turkey fart. And, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the ginger is so powerful. It is very powerful, and it is often, like I said, used in a blend with other oils like peppermint and caraway and, um, oh, what else, fennel. And the blends are nice because they've got the benefits of all those different oils together. And then when you think about it, each drop of that oil only has about like a sixth of a drop of the actual individual oil, and then we dilute that. So it makes it very safe. Now, I heard that peppermint is good for digestion. Is that true? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. And it's good. See, peppermint's amazing because it's good for so many things. Like, it's good for focus, uh, like mental clarity. It's good for uh, respiratory, so it opens up airways. Um, it's good for the digestive system. Um, so it does all of those things. And, and honestly, some of the blends, like in dog training, um, I've often had trainers use a blend called In Tune, which is all about mental focus. Yes. And it will, those things will often have like peppermint or other, you know, focus type of oils in them that help the dogs focus when, when you're trying to train them. Yes, that's excellent. Good for the owners too, by the way. Yes, because we need the owners to pay attention in dog obedience school. <laughs> I have always said that it's usually about training the owners <laughs> to communicate with their dogs. You got it. <laughs> yep. 100%. Yeah. So are there some dogs that can just have a reaction to any of these essential oils, or is it few and far between? It, it is actually few and far between. And again, most of the reactions that we see are um, related to the quality of the oil. So if they're not quality, they're often uh, contain fillers. And additives, and those things can actually be what's toxic to the pets. They also mess with our or the pets' like hormones and their emotional balance. So they're not good, and and that's frustrating to me. And part of the reason I actually did this because I hate when you try to do something that's healthy, and it ends up not being health healthy because someone's not being honest. Yeah. Right. So that's where I always strive to, to, you know, quality, quality, quality. And I probably bash people over the head with that constantly. Um, but yeah, so most are rare. 
and most are mild. And if anything, most often you may get a skin reaction, like an irritation. And all you do in that situation is put a carrier oil over top. So oil and water don't mix. You dilute with another oil. Okay. So even if it got in the dog's eye, let's say. Let's say you got peppermint in your dog's eye by mistake or your own. You would dilute that with either a carrier oil, could be your whatever, but like vegetable oil or olive oil or any kind of oil. You can just wash it out with that or you can even use milk. But it will go away, even an eye irritation from oils. Like I've had oil in my eyes because I'll put some on and rub my eye. Um, you know, it goes away. It doesn't cause, I have never seen it cause any damage per se. It's irritating, but it goes away. Yeah, that's good to know. I, I wanted to ask you your opinion of coconut oil for dogs. <sighs> um, I've, I've heard a lot of good comments about coconut oil for dogs. Um, I don't mind coconut oil for dogs. In like, moderation? I, yeah, in moderation. You have to be careful. There's some breeds that are more prone to to uh, fatty blood issues, like schnauzers and things, um, or to pancreatitis and stuff. So you've got to be a bit care- careful sometimes with fatty substances. Um, but I do use coconut oil, like the, the solid stuff sometimes, if I want to use uh, an essential oil orally. Because dogs tend to like it, right? Yes. So you can put a little bit into, if I were going to use it orally, you can put a little into the solid coconut oil and they'll usually eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a big topic. I, my, my classes that I do are usually two hours, like an hour and a half or two hours of me going blah, 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 blah. That's good. <laughs> so Kelly. It's, it's hard to kind of encapsulate it all. <laughs> Kelly, how can our listeners reach you for questions? So they can go onto Facebook on Canada's Oily Vet and they can message me there. Um, or I do have a website, canadasoilyvet.com or .ca, either works. Um, and they could also email me at Kelly. It's Kelly at Canada's Oily Vet.com. Canada's Oily Vet.com. And yes. the website again is? The website's Canada's Oily Vet.com. Or .ca. Or.ca. Yeah, I've got all of those different ones, but yeah. That's great. Well, thanks for opening our eyes up a little bit more to the uh, essential oils for dogs. I really appreciate you joining us on Dog Talk tonight, Kelly. Thank you for having me, Dave. Yeah, and I hope to have you back sometime in the future. Sounds good. You have yourself a, uh, a doggone great night. Thank you. You too. You take care now. That was Dr. Kelly Mark. She is a... Uh, Veterinarian, graduated from the University of Guelph, Ontario Vet College, talking to us about the essential oils for dogs. Uh, Check her out on Facebook, Dr. Kelly Mark, DVM, and uh, she'll take your emails and she'll take your phone calls. Thanks for joining us on Dog Talk. Have yourself a doggone great night, everybody. See you later. 